How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Go. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you Welcome to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Episodes podcast all about how to lose a guy in 10 days the 2003 rom-com classic i'm your host doug greenberg and with me are guests jason haynes okay hello everyone how are you and uh last minute uh fill in we have uh matthew mcconaughey himself welcome all right all right all right fellas how y'all doing <laughs> hope you don't mind i took my shirt off to record it's um, in my contract now today we are discussing episode seven which covers one hour, nine minutes, and 18 seconds of the movie to one hour, 20 minutes, and 51 seconds. It starts uh, covering a couple's therapy session where the therapist suggests a trip to Staten Island to visit Ben's family. Once there, they meet Ben's mother, Glenda, Ben's dad, Jack, his brother-in-law, Joey, sister, Dora, and Uncle Arnold, who farts like a howitzer. They play a nice family game of bullshit. And Andy wins through the art of cheating. Ben and Andy go to the boardwalk for a motorcycle riding lesson and the Ital- and some Italian ice before Ben gets splashed by a truck going through a puddle. They have a hearty good laugh together and ride back to the house for showers. Here we have the, the uh, therapist, um, Catherine Hahn. She's, she's done some things. Or therapist, if you don't know how to pronounce it correctly. I misread that word first time <laughs> I saw it in the script. I said, we're going to have a rapist in this scene? That's kind of dark. But as I remember, I mean... This the girl playing the therapist is like the is the girl is Andy's friend. Yeah. She's the one that like single, lonely, can't find a guy either. Yeah, this is subterfuge and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh so um three hundred dollars for a therapy session. Does that sound like a lot to you? No, I think that's pretty much the running going. Three hundred? Uh no, I threw that into the Google and it said about two hundred and fifty and that's in twenty eighteen dollars. But don't when you go to a therapist, don't you usually go like they're they're in this someone's living room here. Like, don't you usually go to, like, an office with diplomas on the wall, like, where they went to school, what they studied, what their certifications are? Certifications. <laughs> right? They're, like, wouldn't you be, if you, if, if you, your wife took you to a therapist, you showed up at just some lady's house, wouldn't you be a little suspicious of that? In hindsight, I, yeah, I probably should have had my bullshit detector on at that point in time, but I did not. I mean, you're such a whiz at the game bullshit. I don't know. I, I think um, therapists working out of their own houses is more common these days. I, there's usually diplomas on the wall still. Okay. Look, I have my college diploma on the wall right there. We're just doing a podcast. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Bachelor of Arts in Pottery. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> pottery. And, but you know what? If me and my wife ever went to therapy, I would never go to a woman therapist. I feel like they would just take her side no matter what. Wouldn't like? Wouldn't you want a man in there so you have some something? The opinions of Jason Haynes <laughs> are his and his alone. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, I say a little yes, a little no. No, you can be honest. This is a, an open forum here. No one's going to judge us. Do you think there's any women listening to this that are going to be offended? <laughs> I mean, we're, we are discussing a... Don't do it! Don't do it! Romantic comedy. Oh, yes, we are. Matthew, you're the rom-com... Uh, that was my jam back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I, was I, it a- I had to take a couple years off, though, because I wanted to start to build up some artistic credibility, and I was getting pigeonholed. I mean, it's nice to get to roll around naked with J-Lo and Kate Hudson. So therapy after seven days... 
that's you know i saw this movie where people died after seven days so you know therapy is at least a little better than that at least you're holding on to uh to something right yeah this would never happen obviously you know what (laughs) are you suggesting that the premise of this movie is unrealistic in some way the premise movie is is ridiculous absolutely (laughs) utterly ridiculous The, the whole fuck the whole basis of the movie she makes the bet with her friends right he makes the bet with his friends, or no? She doesn't make the. She has the job where she's right. trying to write an article. I'm going to lose a guy in ten days, and he's made the bet with his friends, so he has to keep the relationship together. That's the only reason anybody would deal with this. No one's going to therapy after seven days. No, I know it's they. They each have and something the, to gain. And and if the the no uh, diplomas on the wall weren't clue enough to this guy that that this was all a sham, the fact that when he says to the therapist, you know, you think it's too early for seven days for therapy, right? Like a real mm-hmm. therapist would be like. What? You've only been together seven days? What are you doing here? Just just end this now and, and be done with this. No one's going to – he should have you know, seen right through this little scam that you put together. Well, I mean the uh, his obliviousness will, will come into play later. The, the rapist, asks about the sex life and Annie claims that Ben has a problem. Is she saying that he can't get hard or is she saying that he has a little dick? No, because she does a finger thing where she – her finger like – like curls, curls down like in like a hook. So she's right. saying he can't she get hard. Can get it's, okay, that it's a uh, limp, limp dick, limp dick. Yes, he can't get hard. If you've been with a girl for seven days and you can't get hard, yeah, that's, that's a major problem. Took all of my acting in that scene to portray a guy who potentially couldn't get hard. Cause you know me, <laughs> <laughs> rock hard, damn but, right. But you, you go and abs aren't the only things rock hard on Matthew McConaughey right here. The therapist when she claims that he's gay. <gasps> Nothing wrong with that. Or she suggests that he's gay. She asks, "When? How, when did you know that you were into men?" Yeah. Um, but he he said that uh, the reason why he couldn't get it up was because she nicknamed his dick Princess Princess Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, that's right. That's a very emasculating name. Mm-hmm. She at least called it Prince Roger or something, man. A crawl, the warrior king. Well, that's the name of the dog. That's weird. <laughs> you made it weird, oh. Douglas. <laughs> More bullshit accusations about flirting and being ashamed of her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, before the therapist suggests that they go to Staten Island to meet his family. You know, she she thinks it's a great idea. Ben thinks it's a great idea. Andy is not so on board with it. She, she reluctantly, reluctantly goes along with it. Is it because meeting the family is a serious moment, serious business? You got to remember, she wants to break it up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the plot of the movie right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she can't already can't figure out why he's gone through so much in seven days and is still with her. So they go to the most romantic place on earth. Fair enough. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we, we covering everything in this therapy <clears throat> session? Yeah, she got little tissues for her pit sweats right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awfully sexy. She, she's really pulling out all the stops to drive him away. Yeah. What? Could you imagine if this if this was the way a, a real girl acted? This No, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's only... It's only uh, sort of, the movie only is can be a movie, can be a story because of the, the deal that they both each individually have going on that they don't mm-hmm. know about. No one would go through this. This is this is ridiculous. <clears throat> and, and and if you were going to – there's a far – so many more things that a woman could do to turn me off in less than seven days than take me to therapy. No? No, the therapy was his suggestion to keep them together. I don't think it was. It was. Did you watch the whole movie? Uh, yes. Did you, you watch the whole movie? <laughs> I've seen the whole movie, but in preparation for this, I watched the episode before us, 
It was when, when she ruined Poker Night. Remember that, mm-hmm. Matthew? That's what she did. But yeah, of course it's my suggestion because I want us to stay together. Right. I don't want us to break up. No, because you have something to win. Damn so right. Mean at the end. She talks about Ben has talked to her. No, that Andy had talked to her mother and Ben got a little upset. Yes. And uh, so then he says he doesn't care. You want to be a mother? Let's go meet my mother. You can meet the whole damn family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to Staten Island to meet the family. That's the next progression of the relationship. Let's go to Staten Island. Yes. All right. Yes. They take a motorcycle ride to Tunnel a love. quaint little town in uh, Staten Island. Quaint little neighborhood. On the island, as we call it here. All the women love that motorcycle ride. A little vibration on there. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so they take the little motorcycle. Right? They obviously take the ferry, right? Because they're getting off the ferry terminal. Oh, is that where, where they come from? I guess across a bridge. Well, from from Manhattan, how would you get to Staten Island through Brooklyn and the Verrazano, right? Because they obviously live right in the friggin' backyard of the Verrazano Narrows. That's got to be a valuable piece of property, wouldn't you think? Damn right. right. The water. These are a couple of successful people. This family also looks to be quite successful. They got waterfront property in Staten Island like that. Yeah. Damn right. <clears throat> Initially, when they said. That his folks live in Staten Island. I, I was I was thinking that, yes, of course, Matthew McConaughey's accent is a Staten Island accent. Um, but it turns out they're all hillbillies. From Texas, doesn't make us hillbillies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I expect them to come on and talk like they're from Staten Island. But no, 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 no. No, they talk like they're from Texas because they're from Texas, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice Texas family move on up here, New York. Matthew McConaughey, you... Um, Forgive my ignorance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, a one trick, one accent pony. <laughs> you do your your middle podunk Texas accent, and you really don't veer away from that, do you? That's very rude. I'm sorry. I'll show myself out. How dare you? I also do a dynamite <laughs> Sylvester Stallone impression. I heard. I heard. No Yo, Adrian, I did it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So we meet. <laughs> we meet uh, Ben's mom, Glenda. Not that it matters, but oh, go ahead. All right, so we're in Staten Island. This looks like a nice, nice. But see this shot right here. This shot right here. He's they're coming. He's coming from the ferry. Oh, that is a ferry. They took they took the ferry. This is them getting off the ferry on the motorcycle. You can bring your motorcycle on the ferry. Okay. So they took the ferry. They put the motorcycle on the ferry. Ferry. Did you get the ferry from Lower Manhattan? I totally forgot that day of shooting. I was yeah, so f- out of my mind on acid. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> so we go down this nice tree line, <laughs> quaint little street in Staten Island, right? Yeah. I've yeah. been to Staten Island. I've never seen anything <clears throat> like this. Well, you've been probably on the, that be the northern? No. How do you know where I've been? Southern I've been side? all over Staten Island. Have you? Yeah. Got to go over on the Staten side, not the island <laughs> side. <laughs> Staten is where it's Hatton. Hey, that almost rhymed. That was almost a word. Speaking of statins, I actually um I take statin first for cholesterol. And I was I have high cholesterol, so I take statin and I went through a period of like a couple of weeks where my my arms were hurting really bad when I was sleeping. Like the pain was it, it felt like somebody was putting my forearms in a vice grip and squeezing it. And I I look I it, it hurt so bad, so I started Googling one night. And I actually thought I had multiple sclerosis at one point. Can't be trusting that WebMD. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I, on WebMD. I took a, a, a 10 question checklist. Do you have multiple sclerosis? And I have it, actually. <laughs> but you only got singles. It turns Just out. the one sclerosis. I went to, uh, so I actually ruined an entire day of my life. I, I, I had my son all day and I took him to the playground and we were on the playground playing and, and I, and I just Googled everything about multiple sclerosis and, and I blew the whole day, only to find out that 
it was a side effect of the statin that I was on. So I had to switch to a new one a couple new, of days ago, a new one. New medication? Yeah. But it just goes just to give you a little taste of we've discussed on Rocky Minute, my hypochondriac, that I've actually ruined day, entire days of my life because I thought I was dying or <laughs> contracting something. But funny you mentioned statin. That was a little tie. And I didn't, I didn't even plan that. But, <laughs> but in case you're wondering, the new medication's working good. We've been having no problems. But anyway. Pain-free. Arms are good. Yep. So here we are, Staten Islands. <laughs> Where the cholesterol comes from. <laughs> uh, so, Mom Glenda. <clears throat> Mom. Glenda. Uh, we hear a guy yelling bullshit in the background, right? As the mother bullshit. comes in. Bullshit. And introduces herself and meets Andy for the first time. In person, but, they've already talked on the yeah, phone. Yeah, they've theory already known. That's correct. <clears throat> but in this, though, um, just like a, like a nice old people little house like all the mm-hmm. pictures on the wall the old pictures old wallpaper old curtains but it's like a comfortable looking old people house quaint little house that's a a quaint decoration little right there your unsung parents, heroes of the production your parents matthew are quite the decorators they have wood paneling on one it's, of the walls it's ben it's ben's parents not matthew it's not actually my parents uh, <clears throat> Wait, i, thought, I, I no, was my, acting in the movie you know this isn't real <laughs> Andy's not really that crazy. The situation would never really happen. Remember that? Remember Michelle's not a real therapist. Yeah, you should um, uh, you should WebMD some symptoms symptoms about forgetting things. Don't worry, I have a, a brain MRI next Thursday. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they better some brains. Um, so the guy yelling bullshit in the background, and he's yelling for Glenda when she's when she's greeting Ben and Ben and Andy. You want to say Ben and Jerry? I did want to say Ben and Jerry. Um, so you're probably thinking like, oh, that you know, that's that's the old man. That's the father. He's probably a dick. He's 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 swearing. He's cussing, as you might say, down in the south. All right, isn't that body talk? You know, and yelling for Glenda. Mm-hmm. It's probably like, oh, Glenda, great. witch. Was so she a witch in something? Nah, that's the good witch of the north, Glenda, in the Wizard of Oz. Pretty white lady, <laughs> not the evil green lady. Glenda Celia Watson, actress's name. I don't. I didn't really look anything up. Maybe we could. We could uh, tackle the act- actors and actresses later. Maybe tackle them. Well, she's like an older woman. If you tackled her, you probably hurt her because you're so buff. Probably thinking his father's a dick. Mm-hmm. So Ben goes and changes the baby and tells Andy to go out back. Is there any more uncomfortable scenario than just walking into a room by yourself full of people that you don't know? Uh, that's what I did here today, didn't? I? She handles it very well. But there's a I want I want to point out before we get there. Yeah. Um, there is right before Andy goes outside, right? Mm-hmm. When she's inside the house, and Ben tells her, you know, go outside. He takes the baby, changes him. Some kids come running by. She has this look on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like like in my opinion, like the first moment when she is kind of like she sees something different here. Like, this is this was just a game up to this point. It was a bet. But mm-hmm. this look, when those kids go outside and she's, she's in the old house, she's like, you can tell she likes it. She's looking around. She's interested. Mm-hmm. This is the first time she looks and she's like, hmm. She even says a little, aw, doesn't she? Yeah, like moment when she really <laughs> sees that there's something could be going on here. Yeah. And it's going to continue for the rest of this, our time. Exponentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she goes outside. Yeah, I know a word. That was very impressive. It's a lot of syllables right there. Uh, so the, the kids barging into the house feels like my goddamn house. Mm-hmm. Just romper room, kids running in and out, yelling. Except the only difference is none of these kids kicked her in the nuts when she was going to the house. Mm-hmm. That's something. And uh, there wasn't some maniac 
screaming at the kids. And there wasn't 34 other kids from all the houses in the neighborhood there as well. Well, you and your dog wasn't barking. And my kid wasn't crying because your dog was barking. This is totally different. <laughs> Sounds like you two need a therapist. I know someone. She charges 300 an hour. So we got the back porch with the waterfront view with the Verrazano yeah, Narrows. Nice back porch, man. I would love to place some bullshit on that porch. Patio. Deck. Is that um veranda? Uh, now, do they have like a like a boat dock pier thing, you think, down there? Uh, they have a birdhouse. I see. Uh, is that like the hammock looks like it's on the other side of the fence? Hammocks on the other side of the well, fence. Well, they're on a the deck. They're probably are you relaxed? elevated. Just chill out. Relax. Uh, Jack's not a dick at all. He very warmly greets Andy. Uncle Arnold, Archie McGregor, who says Jack's, who Jack says farts like a howitzer. Mm-hmm. Damn right. <laughs> Ben's brother-in-law, Joey, uh, actor John DiResta, who points out that she's a female Andy. First of all, why is he dressed like a cop? <laughs> I'm guessing he is one. Is he, he working right now? Officer of the law. Maybe he's getting off to work or heading home from work. Well, right? change then. You're like, what are you doing? You're sitting here playing games with your gun on and your uniform on? See, it doesn't look like a duty holster. It's like a off-duty pancake type holster. Holster expert? He oh, said what? duty. <laughs> so you think he just got off of work? Or can he change before he hangs yeah. out? Um, you know, maybe he lives in Jersey. And works in New York? That's not a thing? I don't know. Yeah, I'm reasonably certain if you're going to be a New York City police officer, you do have to live in New York. So, I'm going to reference a, another totally, completely true story uh, movie, uh, Copland, yeah. with uh, our pal, uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone. Good friend of ours. Um, they were all New York cops that lived in a town in New Jersey right over the bridge. Uh-huh. So what yeah. now? If Sylvester Stallone was here, we could ask him. Uh, you know what I call on that? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> that sounds a uh, like a familiar phrase from this minute, from this group of minutes. That's right. So they're playing the game called bullshit. This is a real game. Yes, it is. Really? Yes, sir, it is absolutely. You guys mm-hmm. played this? I played it when I was a wee lad. I've played it. Where have you played it? I, you know, believe me. Believe well, you me. don't know about me. <laughs> believe it or not, um, I did have a life of playing card games before <laughs> before we started working together. Really. What other card games have you played? Bullshit. <laughs> Go fish when I was a, a but see, lad. We grew up in the same town, and usually the, these types of games are regional. And I remember a lot of card games. I don't remember a game called Bullshit. I'm calling Bullshit on that you've played Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't, uh, you know, I have no cards to show you on that. But I will text your sister right now and ask her if you guys played Bullshit. You know, I, I didn't hang out with her oh, all the time. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, yes, there it is. Never sir. heard of it until this movie. Uh, do we, we don't need to explain the rules, right? No. Everybody, if you want to know how to play bullshit, go Google it or watch this movie because they really do a good job explaining it. Yes, sir, they do. Make it nice and clear. Better than that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It took me forever to figure out how to play that dice game. <laughs> Watching it going five, five, six, five. The fuck? So uh, Andy gets his crash course on the game Bullshit, mm-hmm. and she catches on quickly. Now, is it ironic that they're playing Bullshit? Yes. Okay, moving on. What, you said no? Asked and answered. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think so, because it's, you know, you're, you're inventing, or not inventing, you're you're picking a card game to play for a movie. It would probably be poker or Jim. So why did they bullshit? Because, because the entire nature of the game is lies and deceit. Yep. And reading people as what's mm-hmm. his mother's name? Beth? Joanne? Nope. Nope. Margaret? Nope. Glenn Ruth. 
Um, Glenda explains it. You know, it's about reading people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's about reading people. No, Matthew explains that. Oh, damn right. Mm-hmm. I sure did. Well, Ben explained it. Matthew just read the lines. Yeah, yeah on the page. Right. Who are we talking? Is Ben here? Is, is he? J- well, he joins now. Wait, wait. Here now? Here? Know. Here now? No. It's Aldoady. Um. So Ben joins the game and he takes over Fat NYPD Cop Joey's <laughs> hand, uh, and immediately calls out Jack for bullshit. Okay. And Jack calls him a human lie detector, mm-hmm. but. Ben cannot see through Andy's bullshit. That's the irony right there. Mm-hmm. 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 I <laughs> nailed it. You made that nailed point, it. didn't he? Certainly did. Certainly did. So Andy calls him out for bullshit, and he points to a chalkboard with a running tally of bullshit games. Did anybody count the tallies? 92. 92. I read it off your notes. <laughs> I don't want to take credit for the, for the research. Ben has apparently. Did you count wanted... them, or, or they say it's ninety-two? No, I counted the tallies. You counted the tallies? They're, they go by fives, you know, like what do three, four, five? I know how one, two, three, that works, but so I counted five, ten, fifteen. 20, should I keep going? You have 25? a job. You have a wife. You have two children. And a house to take care of, and I neglected all that to count tallies to today. Count tallies. Mm-hmm. Today was tally counting day in the Greenberg household. Damn right. What do you think he's got the kids for? Yeah, did you all, all right. participate? No, the kids are playing baseball, right? You left the baseball game. Did you say, like, sorry, Evan, I can't stay for the end of the game. I have to go to Jay's basement and talk about a rom-com. <laughs> you did it. The other, the other kids were like, Evan, why'd your daddy leave? Where do you, do you have to go to work? No. <laughs> He's going, going to the basement with two other guys talking about romantic comedies. But it's worth pointing out that scoreboard's been there for quite a while. Whoever wrote that thing had some childish handwriting. Oh, yeah. I'd venture a guess to say that young Benjamin wrote that himself when he was a wee lad. Young whippersnapper. And put a star next to his own name. Because he's the best. Because he's Ben. That's Ben with a B for best. So there's there's two columns here. Now, I went with the the one all the way on the right says record. Mm -hmm. And that's where I counted 92 tallies. But there's another column that says today. It's a little scratched out. Yeah. But with there's 15, 16, 17 tally marks under today. But they just got there. Yeah, I think it's left over from the last time I was in town. Left over from last time. That makes sense. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? All right. So Don't Ben won that day it. also. All right. So if Ben won, Ben has the record for 92 wins. Then Mom <clears throat> is in second place with 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 wins. And Dad is in third place with 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 wins. So they've played this f***ing game about 100 60 times. Watch your line. Mm-hmm. They played this <laughs> bullshit game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times? 160-ish. <sighs> what? That's just the, the ones that they've counted. But this is probably over the course of a long time, right? Well, since little Benny wrote out this chalkboard. Damn right. Wrote that out when I was a little boy. Did you bring this board from Texas to Staten Island when y'all moved? When... We all moved. Why, yes, I certainly did. Uncle Arnold farts. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's you know, what he does. Those yeah, are real that's... farts. He's a method actor. <laughs> he was eating a lot of chimichangas in preparation for that scene. I mean, how do you feel about the farting gag? What's the gag? Farting's real. I understand, but, but in a movie, you, you know, you, you, you fart. show farting as a comedy thing, as a comedy bit. Because all the rest of the comedy in this movie is so highbrow, right? So, <laughs> so you need to bring it low, a little lowbrow. 
So you watched this ridiculous movie, this absolutely ridiculous movie, and your takeaway from it was you had a problem with the fart because it's 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 too it's too lowbrow comedy for you. Did you watch the rest of this bullshit? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> he later on he gets on a motorcycle with their love fern a little dead plant he rides across the bridge and they stop traffic on the bridge and they reconnect over the love fern and you have a problem with the farting you're worried about this movie being unrealistic come on the knicks made the finals (laughs) yeah (laughs) now that's for certain that's the most unrealistic part about this movie the ending of this movie is terrible absolutely terrible I have to be honest, though, if I was sitting home tomorrow night and I flicked on one of the movie channels this was on, I would watch the whole thing. <laughs> right up until the Love Fern ending on the bridge. Awful, dude. Ben leans in really close to Andy and says that the key to this game is being able to read people mm-hmm. and calls bullshit on his mom without even breaking eye contact with Andy. Another ironic mm-hmm. statement. Ironic? Is ironic the right word for this? I don't Telling? Know, dude. Alanis Morissette ruins uh, ironic for everyone. I don't even know what irony means anymore. <clears throat> Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's not irony, is it? Yeah. Irony is what you do when you're <laughs> when your knees are wrinkled. <laughs> irony. <laughs> irony is expression of, of one's meaning using a language that normally signifies the opposite, typically for humorous or emphatic effect. That didn't help. Wow. Usually, de- <laughs> usually <laughs> definitions clear things up. That didn't help at all. Oh, so bullshit. <laughs> why why is his mom bad at this game? Because she's what? Pure at heart. Pure of heart. Pure of heart. Now. Apparently dad's worse. Also pure at heart, right? Pure of pure, pure at of, heart. Pure of heart. Pure of heart. Okay. So we can assume that both Ben's mom and dad are pure of heart. Andy is great at this game. So what does that say about her? She's pure of heart. That's all right. My uncle's full of fart, so <laughs> Uh, Ben's sister Dora joins the party and Ben makes a move. No, it makes it sound like she makes a move on his sister. <laughs> oh, okay. Ben makes a move. He, you know, does a bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. And Andy gets a gesture from Fat Joey and calls bullshit on him. She's cheating. I hate people who cheat at games. Like my son, Evan. What is it that you see her doing that's cheating? Um, he's, she's getting a cue from the brother-in-law. To call bullshit on Ben. There you go. Right. See, so your back was turned. Anakin's right there. I didn't know. I was in the scene. I was so in the moment. I was not aware that she yeah. was. Yeah. So basically, everyone in this movie is, is a lying her brother-in-law. Everybody's just a liar. Except for mom. You can't trust Barry. anybody. My son. Mom's in on it, too. You can't trust anybody in this movie. Even the kid. That kid's a f- asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of them. With a baby? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> See, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, Alex Thompson, um, before. Yeah, he was supposed to join today, but he was unable to make it. Well, traffic shit. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say. It's New Jersey, after all. But he said that um, all of these characters in these movies are pathetic, unlikable pieces of shit. You know, not a direct quote, but uh, except the, the family. He likes the family. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you think about it. Like, everyone in this movie is you know, Matthew McConaughey myself indeed you know i'm trying to manipulate her she's trying to manipulate me my boss is trying to convince me to manipulate somebody else mm-hmm. her boss is trying to convince her to manipulate somebody else you know nobody's actually saying yo this is a bad idea and you shouldn't be doing this the only people mm-hmm. in this movie who are pure people are 
Ma and Pa and the family. Fat Joey. I would I would uh, submit that Ben's boss is the biggest piece of shit in this entire movie. Ah, Andy's boss is a pretty big piece of shit. It was her plan. But, but, and all the friends, her the the in in Ben's job, the two girls on one side and two guys on the other side are all pieces of shit. They're all involved in this fight, mm-hmm. manipulative scam. You're playing with people's emotions and their heart here. Right. He could have got really hurt in this. He does get hurt. I know. She gets hurt. It all works out in the end. You know, it's like you watch the movie and you're like, you know, these two people deserve each other. But on the other hand, I also want them to die alone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think you say that with a serious look on your face. So Ben catches them cheating and he throws a mini fit and the music gets all jaunty. And Ben goes into the house to, uh, you know, leave Andy and the family alone for this next telling statement. That Andy never, that this is the first, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. the first, uh, Andy asked if something about Ben's all his girlfriends. Yeah. And she says, you're the first person he's ever brought home. Yeah. Damn right. It would be a very, very sweet thing. Like, <coughs> when a mother says that, you'd be like, oh my God, there's really something there. But you know that it's just, this just, the whole situation is just lies. It's just lies. Like, lies. she's she's not the first girl he brought home because he loves her. She's the first girl he brought home because she's trying to win a yeah, diamond yeah. Uh, contract. Mm-hmm. So it's it's horseshit. They took. They could, I what, believe it's bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> but what they took what could have been a nice tender moment. But you're like, oh, that's sweet. But it's bullshit. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> well, I believe in that moment you're meant to sort of be feeling her emotional conflict at that point because she's feeling it. She's starting to fall for him, and yes. at the same time, she's get, she's feeling guilt. This is this is the the um episode the block Mm -hmm. of minutes where it really like there's three different um moments that you can see all over her face that she's starting to Mm -hmm. change and fall for him you brought up the first one when uh, that moment when she looked at the kids Mm -hmm. running by this would be the second one and we'll get to the third one but the the thing with andy is that andy you know um you know we're we're covering what did you say was minute one hour whatever whatever so there's a, a a previous bolt garbage hour of this <laughs> and there's like a, like a garbage half hour after this but um this uh where was i going with this what was i gonna t- what was i talking about what were we saying so so andy we know andy andy's like the professional workaholic you know mm-hmm. did all this stuff but andy has a deeper side to her because although she writes the fluff you know women's magazine pieces she wants to do deeper stuff so there's another layer to andy andy has two layers she has the the single woman professional. I'm gonna do whatever I can do. Write the the you know different. What, what's the best shoes to wear with a dress piece? But she's also has a deep layer. She wants to write deep, meaningful stuff. And this is when she comes here to Staten Island, <laughs> of all places. This, and she sees this family. And she says, "This is now like the the deeper Andy coming out, saying, looking at this and going, maybe this is what I want. Maybe I want a family and a house and a and a bridge in the background and a hammock down there and full pictures on the wall and this shitty wallpaper. Maybe I want this. This is the life that I want. But she doesn't have that. She's different. She lives in Manhattan in a in an apartment." <laughs> They have those there. She lives in an apartment. And she's trendy. She's you know going out to the bars and stuff. So this is her. This is there's another side to her, and this is where it's coming out where she's looking at all this, going, "This may be for me. Huh. Maybe this this is what I want, really." Because she doesn't want to be writing how to lose a guy in ten days. She wants to write about politics and deep shit. So maybe she doesn't want to be living a single life in an apartment. She wants a house in Staten Island with a family and shitty wallpaper. Shitty wallpaper. She's got layers. <laughs> Uh, this is Goldie Hawn's daughter, Kate Hudson, isn't it? Yes, sir. And Michael Douglas? Not Michael Douglas. Uh, Kurt Russell? No. Um, 
Mr. Harrison Hudson. Ford. <laughs> Mr. Hudson. No, her father's famous too, isn't he? Uh, Henry his... Hudson? <laughs> the, the guy from the, the river? <laughs> no, nah, it's Orlando Hudson. The guy who plays second base for the Blue Jays. <laughs> so somebody like you, Hudson, by Keith Ur- somebody like you is the name of the song, by Keith Urban kicks in. Never mind, I'll find somebody like you. Ooh. Is that how the song goes? Her, Bill Hudson is her father. Her parents are Goldie Hawn and Bill Hudson. Hmm. Bill. But yeah, you're about to say that song by Carl Urban, the guy who played Bones <laughs> in uh, Star Trek. That was Keith Urban. Keith Urban, a famous... Is he a country guy? Keith Urban's a country guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Australian, guy. though. What? Keith Urban's Australian. Is he? Yeah. I want to talk about bullshit. He's married to Nicole Kidman. He is married to Nicole. What? Yes, I'm it. so far out of pop culture. You know Keith Urban? He's a him. New Zealand Australian country music singer, which is weird because country music was originated here in the United States, and it's like it's yeah, probably but country music is actually very big over there in Australia. That's what I understand. Yeah. How can That's I believe I hear. that he drives a pickup and he likes to drink beer and barbecue and drive Who? a pickup? Who? Keith Urban isn't that they what all country music New Zealand? All country music is about. They have pickups yeah. there. Yeah. It's, they have the same stuff we have here. Don't they fly on pterodactyls? <laughs> I do have pterodactyls there. <laughs> they're called flies, but they're just really big. <laughs> his little name's Lionel. Keith Lionel Urban. Lionel. So, yes, his song. Yeah. His song. Sorry, you were about to say something important. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say that this is. It, it, this had all the makings of a montage, but it was just a, a straight, um, you know, straight ride on a. Well, this is, this is a standard romantic comedy uh, situation here. The music, when, when they first... See, every romantic comedy, believe me, I've watched my share of romantic comedies. Um, you certainly look like a guy who has. I do. I love myself a good romantic. And my favorite romantic comedy is Fools Rush In with Matthew Perry and Selma hmm. Hayek. I thought it was something else. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama is number two. Uh, number one is definitely Fools Rush In. Sweet Home Alabama is number two. But all romantic comedies are exactly the same. They, they have the same exact formula where the two people meet under some circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. They date, they, they go on some dates, start some kind of dating relationship under whatever circumstances there are, right? Then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, but it gets serious. They're not saying fall in love, but there's a moment where it gets serious where they're like, they both realize that this is, they want to be with each other and they're kind of falling for each other. And then something happens to split them apart. There's some kind of... Uh, Is, isn't, isn't there usually like some kind of lie and deception? Yeah, usually, yes. 100%. Like, Fools rush in there was. She was pregnant. He had to go back to New York. He didn't tell her. Anyway, so there's some kind of situation that splits them apart. And then they come back together in the end. Everyone is exactly the same. They all follow the same thing. Yeah. And in that moment where they fall in love, that moment that they this is it, they fall in love, there's always a song. And there's always just them playing around, doing playful stuff. You know, at the boardwalk, he's throwing the ball, knocking the clown faces down, and Windsor a big teddy bear. There's always something. <laughs> hey, clowns. They're scary. They're terrifying. But yeah. this is that moment. This is the sweet so, song. So, so and... you'd love that. Like, he knocks him down. So yeah. Like, f- clowns, bitches. Here's a f***ing teddy bear. Big one. You can't even carry. What are we going to do with this when we get home? But, so this is that moment. They fall <laughs> in love. The music's playing. They're doing something fun. They're just, you know, having a good time together. I couldn't agree more. Are really... you suggesting that movies are in some way formulaic? But the thing about romantic comedies... You is... tell us. You've starred in a million of them. Yeah. Wasn't it the same on... Uh, what are the romantic comedies, Matthew? <laughs> Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan is a perfect one. Damn right. Wait, you weren't in Made in Manhattan? No. <laughs> what was the J-Lo one? <laughs> the, uh, the Wedding Planner. Wedding Planner. 
But see, that's exactly the same way. Him and her, he's she's his wedding planner. They meet, mm-hmm. right? They start hanging out together. They realize they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Okay, then she finds out that that's that he's engaged to another woman. They split apart, and then they get back together in the end. They're all exactly the same. These and people. The deception was, was that, that he was he married. Didn't, he didn't tell her he didn't that tell he was right. getting married. So they're all the same, but people still friggin' watch them. They're, they're like oh, they're still man. very popular. Even even like the the. The, the comedies that aren't necessarily romantic comedies um, have the same, like the Forty-Year-Old uh, Virgin. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that a romantic comedy, would you? It has aspects of a romantic comedy, but I'm, I'm not particularly, not especially a romantic comedy. Right. I mean, it, it but it follows the same formula. Yeah, it hundred percent follows the romantic comedy formula. Well, there is some called the basic three-act structure, which is you know, it's a nice, easy template for screenwriting. You know. All right. Been happening since the beginning of time. Uh, Aristotle yeah, himself. This, yeah, this is a little musical number. This is meant to, you know, they, they just play around and ride motorcycles in the portal. Can you even ride a motorcycle? Is that allowed? Like, is that something you can do? Is this allowed? <laughs> I don't think you can do that. This was the uh, the only location I was able to find uh, regarding the filming because I was trying to look at this neighborhood where. What, where, what neighborhood in Staten Island has backs up to the river with the Verrazano Narrows in the background? Couldn't find it. But um, <clears throat> this is the South Beach Boardwalk. Um, well, why I didn't you... look up the motorcycle laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to see it, you can come on my tour, the Yo Staten Island Adelaide's Guide 10 Days Tour. Tune into Rocky Minute to find out what <laughs> we're talking about. about. We have a special episode that talks all about it. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think you can ride motorcycles on a boardwalk, even in New York. No. I mean, New York's a pretty liberal state, but you have to draw the line somewhere. You can't just have people ride a motorcycle on boardwalks. They're for walking. Boardwalk? It's not board motorcycle path. Board ride. Board in New ride. Jersey, you can't even ride your bike. You can't ride your bike or walk your dog on a boardwalk in the mm. summer months. You can between, like, 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the summer. After 9 o'clock. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, so uh, you know. He comes up with a bright idea and wants to teach Andy how to ride a motorcycle mm-hmm. on the board. How to drive the motorcycle. So uh, he hops on back and she takes off and throws him off the back. Party hard, hard. Oh well. Is that really him that jumps off the back and then runs after the it was a stunt double? I don't know. That that looks like a dangerous. She's going like stunt. five miles an hour. Yeah, but um, you know, pretty boy McConaughey over here. We want him to get hurt. Thank you very much. I recognize my deltoids anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure he uh, kudos. That, that's stunts. that's right up there with Tom Cruise's level of stunts. True. I know he likes to run a lot of his movies too. Even in Tropic Thunder, he was all like, "Yo, I gotta run." And running is what he does best. That was a pretty good Tom Cruise impression too. Right there. <laughs> I thought he was in the room here with us. Yeah, can't handle the truth. That was Jack Nicholson. Never mind. I thought Jack Nicholson was here for a second. Crossing the streams a little bit. So uh, so she finally gets it. She's driving a motorcycle. They stop for some gelato. Mm. How do you know it's ice or gelato? Italian ice. Italian ice. Little Jimmy's. Staten Island is Italian ice. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so he gets soaked by a truck mm-hmm. driving through a puddle. They laugh. They share a good hearty laugh. I, I wouldn't be laughing. I would be mad. <laughs> Got the paint job on my motorcycle right there. Muddy Water, you think that'll do it? Muddy Water's my favorite blues musician. <laughs> he really got wet too. So, uh, so, so she takes the uh, the driver's seat and brings them both back to ha- to the house for a shower. Mm-hmm. And now, um, 
you know, this is the third instance, mm-hmm. Jay, as, as yep. we were talking about before. He's tell he's giving her directions on how to use the shower, and she gets like a really ponderous look on her face. You know, like this is the culmination. This is the moment of realization here. Mm-hmm. And does she say something like, "Not to step on whoever's doing the next section of this garbage"? Doesn't um, <laughs> she say something in fact like that that she loves it? She loves all of it. Yeah, that's the, that's the next uh, little Sorry, bit of movie right out there. Um, Someone read ahead in the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. talk amongst yourself until I get there. What I was going to say, he asks her if everything's okay, and she says, it's more than okay. Yes! Right. Sure. right. That's yeah. When she comes in this bathroom, right, and she sits on the toilet bowl, um, so she comes in, right, mm-hmm. and she's looking herself in the mirror. Watch this look. When she goes and sits on the toilet bowl, and, like, she's looking around, she's looking around, right here, like, she's like... She does the shoulders up thing, the mm-hmm. like the, when you're comfortable and you're yeah. or cold, whatever. Cozying in. Yeah, like you're settling in. Settling in. The cozy little shoulder up thing. She's, you know, basically showing you in her face that um It's more than okay. It's more than okay. It's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the end of our our mini here. And then if somebody flushes the toilet in Bayonne. You get scalded. Scalded. So they're closer to the Bayonne side of New Jersey, not like the her no, they're close side. to the the bridge, the Arizona oh. Bridge. It's nowhere near New Jersey. <laughs> wow! So, so if somebody flushes a, a toilet in Bayonne and they get scalded, that's. I think he was being uh, facetious. I, I think yeah. you. I think it was a metaphor, sarcasm, maybe, or exaggeration for comedic effect. Uh, um, what's that called? Uh, hyperbole. There you Hyperbolic. go. Hyperbolic. Hyperbole. That's right. Hyperbole. I'm just looking at the actors here. Uh, Celia Weston, who played um, who played Glenda, Ben's mom, she did some things. Yeah, she certainly has done things. Modern Family, Vice Principals, Blacklist, American Horror Story, acting for a while, all the way back to 1980 when she was in Ryan's Hope. Anything of note? She was in Talented Mr. Ripley right there. Aunt Joan in The Talented Mr. Ripley. She was in a wonderful movie called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. I heard that Classic. that is just a wonderful movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Village, is that the M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, that's the M. Night Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong movie. Uh, Where James? it's modern times, spoiler alert. James Murtaugh, who plays Jack, Ben's father. Wasn't that the uh, white guy? No, that was the black guy, Lethal Weapon. Murtaugh. That was uh, not James, Roger. That was Roger. Roger. Ah, Roger that. Roger, Roger that. that. Yeah, there you go. He uh, was acting since 1972. He was a Congress Library clerk in All the President's Men. Jay, we we know a thing or two about All the President's Men because it was uh, Rocky's uh, main rival in the Oscars that year, 1976. Rockford Files, uh, some other things. Barney Miller. <laughs> So nothing really. Making Mister Right. He was a uh, a voice. Remember Making Mister Right? Mm-mm. It was no. like uh, it was an eighties movie, nineteen eighty seven to be exact. Where um, I want to say Matthew Modine in that well, one. That's impressive that you remember the year which Making Mister Right took place. Making Mister Right. Oh, it was uh, like you had IMDb up in front. Of you. <laughs> I don't. That's all off the top of my head. That was a uh, John Malkovich. Mm. Uh, it's something like they make an android for the. For this girl, whatever, mm-hmm. shitty movie. Sorry to all the making of Mister Right. Remember that movie? It's a shitty movie. Uh, he he played a judge in uh, Law and Order. 
Yeah. How many judges <laughs> have they had on the show? It's oh, a show about the legal system, so I would imagine. There's a judge in every episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Given you played a half judge. the show is about order and half the show is about law. <laughs> he played a judge in The Sopranos. But did he play an Aaron judge? Does he have true range? I don't think anybody anybody played Aaron judge. Oh, by the way, um, my son did a, uh, in kindergarten, did a thing in uh, school where they, you know, for Father's Day, like my dad is as handsome as blah, blah, blah. My dad is as strong as. Mm-hmm. My dad is as cool as Aaron Judge. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. son knows how to lie already. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> son could be in this movie because he's a bullshitter. <laughs> Aaron Judge is way cooler than you. By the way, uh, he, he said I'm handsome as Abraham Lincoln. So uh, the incredible farting Uncle Arnold uh, has been, in, <laughs> he has five acting credits. Fantastic, Mr. Farts. <laughs> Between 99 and 2008. Oh, don't tell me. Well, I was going to say he's... It's actually dead. pretty impressive that they found this many just obscure character actors who feel so uh, mm-hmm. organic to it. John D. Resta, who plays the uh, cop brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. He's in some things. Miss Congeniality. And Miss Congeniality 2. Armed and Fabulous. I, I was called. It's got a fine track record. Yes. Coms, yeah. It is Armed and <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think uh-huh. we can wrap this up now. Okay. Um, Jay, do you want to um, tell the folks where uh, where they can find you? Uh, or what your work My address? On? Or <laughs> what's your project? Um, I only have one project. I like to keep my life simple. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocky Minute. Uh, you know, we completed the first movie, and we will soon be starting up uh, Rocky Two. Speaking of that, when are we starting that up? Are we going to do that? We're going to start that. Okay, movie. very soon. So we're very soon we're going to be hitting the uh, Rocky Two. So it should be coming out in uh, what do we say? October? Sure. Yeah, yeah, we're we're shooting for a fall. So uh, you know, it's be coming out, and uh, we're getting better at this. So maybe this this season will be good. I wouldn't use this as the uh, we're getting better than this evidence. I like to just be natural. Yeah, don't take any notes. Don't prepare. Early on when we were doing Rocky, we would sit down with our notes in front of us and we were just like reading off. And like I felt like too much prep. I wanted uh, maybe Rocky too. We've been on natural. Like such a f- <laughs> still just, Rocky Minute. We don't change the title. We don't change show. the title. So Rocky Minute, Rocky Two. Yes, Rocky Minute Two. Rocky Minute. No. Rocky Two Minute. <laughs> Two Rocky Two Minutes. <laughs> so, so that's coming <laughs> out soon. Rocky Two Minutes. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope you have. Uh... All right. Uh, Matthew, what what, uh, what do you want to plug? Well, I don't have any projects myself going on, but I heard about this great podcast called uh, Galaxy Quest Minute. You know, it's, uh, it's a podcast where they cover the movie Galaxy Quest, much like you cover the uh, movie Rocky and now Rocky Two. Uh, they're going to be winding up here soon, but you feel free to go back and binge their entire backlog you know other than that i just want to you know thank y'all for having me here down to your lovely little recording studio you like it with my diploma on the wall yeah i know Mm -hmm. your ba in pottery right there (laughs) if you had more hair on your head i'd say you were a harry potter (laughs) (laughs) but i don't but alas i cannot make such a claim and uh yeah check that out check out all my movies go see sahara Were you an astronaut in a movie? Yeah. 
Yeah, Interstellar. 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 Well, as Jay um, mentioned, I am the other host of Rocky Minute. So everywhere that um, Jay said you can find us, you can also find. Oh, you can find us on Rocky Minute on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go to our listeners page, Mighty Mix, which we got a influx of new members over the past couple. I don't know what happened. That would be um, on Facebook. Uh, that's Mix. on Facebook. And uh, we have an email. If you want to email us at RockyMinute at Gmail. Not at RockyMinute at Gmail.com. RockyMinute at Gmail.com. Sure, sure. Uh, that's on the World Wide Web, right? You can email us if you have anything to say. We're the Galaxy Quest Minute pages. Fuck Fano. <laughs> Duly noted. All right. What about our home away from home, the genre dot com, where you, where we where you can download our episodes? Yeah, that's where we uh, release. That's our home, not away from home. That's that's just our home. We're, we're we've been adopted by an, yeah. by a loving family. Duelinggenre dot com. Um. All right. Well, uh, thanks for for tuning in, and you know we hope that this was a fun project for everybody to listen to, and um, you know come check us out on our respective projects and um we'll see you later oh hey guys uh where you record oh uh, hey how you doing alex yeah can are we um we're, we're done already alex you're like an hour an hour late my mom has to go to sleep in this basement oh, a bit. shit